Welcome to the Cosmic Goodie Bag. My name is Carla Cherry. I am your host. We are talking with spiritual seekers about cosmic theories, their personal path and expertise. Our mission is to help people expand their consciousness and their awareness and provide tools to help them find their personal power. Do you want some personal power? I'm tired of watching superhero movies. Don't you want to have a little bit of that for yourself? It is ascension times, people. We'll be talking ETs, multidimensional beings, Parallel universes, we cover it all. It's all in the bag. Why am I doing this? I don't know. Sometimes it's the red pill. Sometimes it's the blue pill. Sometimes you just slip and fall down the rabbit hole and you get a timeshare there. We're going to have a pet psychic coming up here. And let me say, people love to chuckle about a pet psychic until you have an animal that's almost dying and then you reach out to one and you're like, okay, now I'm a fan because you saved my animal. Or the animal was ready to go and the pet psychic helped me realize that and help the transition. So they really are healers and quite quite fascinating. And to be honest, she pretty much nailed it she also came out with like specifics i was not expecting if anything happens where i'm not sure what's going on with my animals she'll be my first call <laughs> um and it's just nice to know that that's a resource out there so and she does have quite a celebrity clientele one of which i can name because he wrote a beautiful testimonial for her which is billy corgan this singer of smashing pumpkins who I really adored in high school. Here's my interview with Susan Allen. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Susan Allen is an animal communicator and healer, AKA pet psychic. She wants everyone to know that animals have souls too and a lot to say. She considers herself an animal and people healer. She communicates with people also who have passed on. She has clients all over the world, including celebrities. You can learn more about her or book a session at Susan Allen on Facebook. Welcome Susan Allen to the Cosmic Goodie Bag. Hi, how are you Carla? I'm good. How are you? I have to ask before we dive in about this piece that you're wearing. I know some, it's an audio recording, but you've got this beautiful, is it a crown or what is that? Yeah, um, it's a crown and it's, it's um, copper and it's a druzy and it feels really good to wear. So I, I like to wear it. I don't usually take it out of the house, but if I could do, you know, sessions at home, I put it on. And it's not right over your third eye, would you say? Like, yes. Well, it's not. It's a little higher than my third eye, but I can still feel the energy. Ah, so pretty. Thank you. Yes. Okay, so I am so excited to talk to you. First of all, I adore you. We met through friends, and I immediately thought you were a cool lady. And then I found out you're a pet psychic, and then I was, like, blown away. I've You're the first pet psychic I've ever met. Like, I've always wanted to meet someone who could do this. I'm fascinated with this idea of this gift. And I can't wait to get into this interview. And of course, we're going to do a reading towards the end of my maxi, my black schnoodle. So I'm super excited. Totally feels like my birthday. Um, I'm a little terrified about what's going to come through with him, but um, because he's like extra. Anybody who knows my dog would be laughing. But I want to talk you and find out more about you. Let's jump in. Well, thank you so much. You're such a doll and um, <laughs> so sweet. And if Maxie has anything personal to say, I'm not going to say it on your show. I'll just, you know, call you later or we'll stay on because I don't, I wouldn't do that on your show. I'm so excited. We have so many stories. I want to hear about you though. Where did you grow up? Uh, Brooklyn, New York. I was born and raised in Brooklyn, New York in a very religious Jewish community. We were like the only Italian family that lived on the block. So I was, I was always an odd kid to begin with. <laughs> and then put me in a, a very orthodox Jewish community. And, you know, I feel even more odd. Oh, wow. Because your family was super Italian. Super Italian, you know, super Catholic, you know, priests and nuns at our house on Sunday having dinner. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you, did you have animals growing up? What was your first animal? Um, I don't really remember a lot about my childhood. It was kind of chaotic. Okay. But I remember my dad always brought animals home. We had fish, we had chicks, we had cats, I had turtles. Wow. Um, and kind of like my go-to when I was little, if I was upset, my dad would bring me to the 
petting zoo in Coney Island. He'd always bring me around animals and I would just, everything would disappear. All my upsets and, you know, he, he told me once I put my hands, I was like two or three and I put my hands on a toaster. And I, he said, I pulled your hand off and you were, your hand was all burnt and you were screaming, crying, but I, I told you we were going to see the animals and you stopped. Really? Yeah. Oh so, my God. Yeah. He'd always bring me to the animals. and um, That's so sweet that he knew that. Animals, yeah. <laughs> so wait, so what was the first experience? I like to ask everybody this question. What was your first experience when you were younger where you, you knew that you had sort of an extra gift? Um, my earliest memory, I think I was three or four, and it's kind of sad. I, I knew my mother would die of cancer, but I didn't know what cancer was, but I could feel all the feelings. I, I did feel in my early 20s when she got cancer, and then she passed away when I was 25. So it was something that I worried about my whole life with her. I never told her, but I knew. I knew that that would be one of the major hardships I would have to go through as a young woman. And you knew that at four years old? Yeah. Wow. So how does that look or feel? Like, how does that information come in to a four-year-old? I mean, where you don't even know what cancer is, was it just like a vision that her body was going to have bad well, stuff in I'm, it? Or? Super, super, like, you know, you said you have an empathic daughter, and I feel for her because I'm super, super empathic. And I could have feelings about things and, you know, it feels kind of crazy. Now I know what it is, but my whole right. life I was always a nervous wreck. Right. I just had heightened awareness, heightened anxiety. I just couldn't really formulate a lot of what was coming in. So it just, I felt bombarded constantly yeah. by outside energy. And I didn't even know. I thought it was all emanating from me. Right. Um, so well, so when did you child, figure that out? Like when, how did you deal, how did you figure out how to deal with it? Took forever. I mean, it wasn't until I started, I had to force myself to meditate because I was a nervous wreck and somehow I was able to learn meditation through a friend of mine and um, I was able to quiet my mind and slow it down and I had no expectations except I just wanted to get rid of the anxiety. And then I was, you know, it was like 18 months in to every day meditating for 20 minutes every morning. Wow. Um, that I really started to be able to get into this deep state of awareness. And I could, and later in life, I could feel my, my body shift. Like later into my meditation practice, I could feel my body, the energy change in my body. And I knew I was in this, oh, a place of awareness that was like a gift. Oh, wow. So I could start funneling, you know, um, thoughts into that place. And I could, I was getting even clearer with the messages. Oh, uh, so it was kind of like just this wonky hitting you energy all crazy. And then you figured out how to tune it. And work with it like kind of like an instrument, maybe like yeah. This is how you this is how you play this instrument. <laughs> yeah. Um, so tell me the first time that you knew you have a, a great story. You've told me this before about this horse where you really knew you were communicating. Yeah. Well, um, I've had a, a couple of interesting prior to that. I had a couple of very interesting things happen to me in nature but I still wasn't getting the message. Hmm. Um, you know, I just thought, Oh, I'm, I'm a nice person. And this butterfly landed on my hands, but I asked it to land on my hands and it sat on my hand for an hour. Oh, wow. How old were you then? I was probably, um, let me just think the time frame. I'm thinking it was seven years before I started my business where I really had a business doing this work that I said to a butterfly, why don't you come sit on my hand? And he did, it was a monarch. And I, I'd hold my hand all the way up to my eyeballs and he still stayed and he opened Whoa. up his wings really slow for me. And wow. And it's so fast with nature because my arm got tired. <laughs> it was an hour he was sitting on my hands and 
I thought to myself, like, I just had a thought. It was so fast. My arm is tired. And it, the butterfly flew away the minute I had that thought. Wow. And um, so that was like probably six or seven years before. I'll fast forward to the story of Leo. So I was, I, I, I always was a horseback rider, but I was having um, hip issues. Okay. And I was putting off a major surgery because everybody was telling me, don't do it. You're too young. You're too young. And, um, but you're a grown woman at this point. Like you're in your thirties. I was a grown woman. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it took a long time. I wish I would have discovered this years ago. It would have <laughs> saved me a lot of careers. <laughs> lost in a bunch of different careers. Um, I, uh, I was going to a ranch out here in Malibu, you know, in California, growing up in New York, I always wanted horses. And my mother was like, when you grow up and you have your own money, you could go live in California and have horses, you know? And yeah. It happened. Wow. You did it. You're like, okay. I made it happen. But I would go to this ranch and I couldn't ride. And I knew the girl that, you know, was the trainer at the ranch. And she would say, you know, you can't ride, but why don't you come up and love on Leo? And I was like, okay. That sounds good. And I was selling real estate and it was so stressful that I would go to the ranch every week. I'd work on this horse and his groom would take him and put him in cross ties. He was this ginormous, famous dressage horse that actually got the trainer that I know back into the, into the show ring, you know, really wins. Yeah. And she's a phenomenal woman that I absolutely love. And I would work on him. I would massage him. I'd bring him three pounds of carrots, which I don't even know if you could give one horse three pounds of carrots. I found out later you kind of shouldn't do that. It's a lot of carrots. <laughs> but I'd work on him for an hour. I'd massage him. I'd scratch him. I'd brush him. And well, he was loving that. He loved it. But he would never give me the time of day. He always stood really high. And he was so tall. I mean, I'm five foot six, but he was so tall I couldn't reach his head. So after I would massage him and then give him his carrots, he'd finally drop his head down because he was tired of fighting me and I'd scratch his face and he loved when I'd scratch right in between his nose. And He was making you work for this communication. What? He was making you work for this communication. I have no idea, but I didn't know I was communicating and I did this for a year. I'd go see him once a week. Oh, really? I did this literally for a year and by the time... A year passed, I was standing on one leg because my hip was so bad and I didn't want to have this surgery, but oh. I had this surgery. So it was a Friday, about a year into me doing this with him. And I thought while I was working on him, I would talk to him, you know, mentally. Sure. And he would talk back. And I would think, you're losing your mind. You know, you're really crazy. <laughs> and then I would check with the trainer. Did you get him from Germany? Did he... Did he leave a filly there? Was there a girl that a girl in the in in his paddock that he left and she'd say yes? And I go, is there something going on with his back right leg? And she'd say yes. Oh, and really? Say, you know, he thinks he's ready for retirement. And she'd say, no, he loves to work. <sighs> so fast forward, by the way, to like six months later, I was told by somebody at the ranch that the vet told them. If they did not retire him, he would not be able to retire. Oh, really? So he's in retirement at this beautiful ranch now, and he's got a little mini that shares his paddock, and he's he's so happy. So Aww. I like to think that I was somewhat instrumental in that, you know, asking spirit and God to make that happen because nobody was listening to me. Um, so fast forward to the Friday night, you know, I did all this work on him and he wasn't dropping his head and I wanted to give him a smooch and I wanted to scratch his nose and he wasn't dropping his head. He was so resistant and he kept standing taller and taller and I was so tired and my hip was killing me. And I said to him, you know, buddy, I'm not going to see you for like six weeks. I'm having surgery Monday. And within a second of that thought, just like the butterfly, he dropped his head, his ears came forward, and his eyes closed. Really? And started to bawl. It was so emotional, and it was so, it was so physical, the way he did it, that wow. it was a strong indication that this was really happening between us. But he heard every word I said for the last year, and I heard every word he said for the last year. That's so beautiful. Um, yeah, it was pretty powerful for me. And 
and I go for my surgery and I come out and I'm in this escrow in Bel Air and it's so stressful. And my brother from New York, who I'm really close with, he said, you know, you better just do something mindless, like get a, just take an internet class that's completely silly and stress-free. And this Mm -hmm. woman posted for $99, it was like a three-week course on animal communication. No way. And I thought, I think I'm going to do that because I'll be able to communicate with my dog better and at least learn about her and help her because I love her so much. Wow. And I took this class and the woman would post pictures of her pets. Mm-hmm. She'd have us meditate and journal. I started to just, you know, she said, let your weirdo flow and just journal. And I, I would have like three pages filled on her pets. Really? And I'd read what I wrote. <laughs> and then, and it, I would read, I would read it out loud and I'd go, Oh my God, this is pretty amazing. Like, where did this come from? You're getting downloads. Yeah. And it sounded like a children's book. It was so beautiful. And oh, really, um, one of her horses, you know, put his face in a water bucket and retrieved his face. And apparently I wrote down, you know, he said that he had a nose problem. Then he corrected himself and said it was his nostril. It was very dramatic, but he's okay now. And she said, you know, when I left him in a stall and I went on a trip, I boarded him and he, there was a wire in his water bucket. And it, when he drank and he withdrew his head, the wire went through one nostril and ripped it. No way. He needed a blood transfusion. <gasps> So I was like, oh my God. You knew it. And then the teacher was telling me about her school and her university, and it was a million dollars to get accredited as animal communicator. My husband's like, this, this is crazy. You're not spending this money, and it sounds like a scam. I mean, she's a well-known animal communicator, and, but we didn't have eight to $10,000 for to, to put me through anim, animal communication school. <laughs> And um, so I decided I'm just going to do it for free. And I just started, you know, I called my friend who was a compliance officer at a vineyard. She was a lawyer. And I said, hey, how many employees do you have that have pets? I said, just tell them all I'm going to do free animal readings. Oh, wow. And the stuff that I was getting back for these people, you know, one dog said to me, my mom's not breathing right. And she doesn't take me for walks. And I don't like the way she's breathing. And it was the bookkeeper and she had taken on another 22 hours of work a week. Oh, really? And her, the backyard was concrete because she lived in a townhouse and she wasn't getting the dog out on walks. So he was hysterical. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her all this. And then I found out her husband was a horse trainer at Del Mar. And I actually went and helped him with one of the horses at Del Mar. And the horse came in second. But oh. the horse was winning. And I went to talk to the horse and I Wait. told her how important she was. Oh, really? So you boosted the horse's... I boosted the horse's... Confidence? And then yeah. it won? Oh, my God. Yeah. And this trainer I really loved because he didn't drug his horses. His little mare was so sweet, you know? Oh, anyway, my God. Did they um, give you a cut in the prize? Or <laughs> No, I was just happy to do it because I was still in my learning curve. Oh, yeah. Like, how... how I was even doing this because I, I still like the first 300 readings I'd run to my husband's office in the back and I'd say, I'm going to be wrong. I'm going to be wrong. And he'd go turn around and go back inside and you'll come back and tell me, you know, that you were able to help people. And the first, the first bunch of readings I'd prep an hour before I'd say the first 200 or 300 readings I did, I'd prep an hour before it would try to meditate. And then I journal for everyone. And then my hands started to hurt. And I said, you know, God, if you want me to do this, you got to figure out a better way. I can't journal. <laughs> I had books and books and books with people's readings, and I really I'd read what the animal said, and then we, and then we'd go back in, and and so I I started just doing it without even having to journal. Okay, so I want to know your process now. What does your process look like? I, I just would say that I do a chakra balance with the person on the phone because I think it gets us ready. Okay. Both of us, it clears the person so they're open. It helps if somebody's really open. Okay. The owner, the pet owner. Yeah. Because I've, I've talked to people that were talked into a pet reading and they're so skeptical and I feel 
like everything shut down. It's very rare because people don't really come to me unless they're completely really wanting to know right. what to do and how to help. And, um, but I've, I've talked to people that have come in and like feel like they're just waiting for me to, you know, say something that's, you know, profound and it, they, they're usually shut down. So it makes my life really hard. Mm. It's hard to pull if somebody isn't open, you know, right. the idea of this is that we're two spirits and we're coming together to help get information to you to either help your dog or help you. Right. And they, dogs will sometimes not share things that they don't want their owners to know. Um, oh, really? Can you tell yeah. that that's happening? No. Okay. Usually at the end. And um, I, I give, people will come with questions, but I tell them, don't tell me what's going on with the pet and don't tell me what's going on with you. Just send me a photo and spirit will probably answer. And 10, you know, nine times out of 10, all their questions are answered. But when you, in the process, do you see, because I've talked to different mediums and some say I see symbols. Um, other people say I hear words. Like how does it come, how does the information come through? You know, it comes through in all different ways. Sometimes oh, I'll really? be feeling like I can't breathe myself. Huh. And then I'll realize the dog had lung cancer. Oh. Um, and then... I'll see, like I told Spirit a long time ago, you know, I'm a very anxious person. So if you scare me and you start having dead people walk through my house, I probably won't be able to do this. Probably right. Probably this down. So it just comes as a thought and a feeling and an image in my mind. The first okay. time I saw a dead person was my photograph changed across the room and it was so subtle. <gasps> um, it was a photo of me and my dad or it was me, I don't remember. And um, the photo, you know, slightly changed to a man, but I could really see what he looked like. And I was telling my client on the phone, I'm sure that this is your dad. He's really thin and um, he's got glasses and he died suddenly. And um, he's ashamed, he's sad because he loved you and he's so close to you and he didn't get to say goodbye, oh. but he's here helping you. And it turns out that the client was the girlfriend of somebody well-known that I didn't, you know, a celebrity, but I didn't know that her father was also like his own dynasty in his own right. And she said, that's my dad. And he died. He was so fit. He died um, in cycling class, like really? at seven o'clock in the morning. He had a massive heart attack. Oh my God. And he came out of left field because he was thin and an athlete and in great shape and wasn't a drinker or a smoker or. Oh, wow. Well, so, I was, sorry, go ahead. No, you go. Well, I was going to ask you because we were having lunch the other day and we were talking to another lady and, and all this, she was talking about her dad who had passed on. You had shared with her what you do. And, 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 and I heard you say, oh my God, I have to turn it off because I think you were starting to see her dad. Like, does that happen to you just throughout the day and throughout your life? Do you, do you have to consciously, is it like a faucet where you can turn it on and off? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. What happens is, is if I'm invested in a conversation and I start to feel like the, per, like she was talking about her father with such love and she was describing him and he's like right there with me. Wow. You know, because I was listening and feeling. And you can see him, you can feel him. What does it look like? Um, you know, I don't remember what, what I felt when we were talking because I've already done like a bunch of readings since that lunch. But um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think, you know, it was just a lot of love and I wasn't trying to get messages to her. Right. I don't want to do that. You know? Right, right. It, it's yeah. like you're not supposed to, you're supposed to. Do you have like an ethics, like a, did you learn that in class? Cause I've heard people talk about that before. Like there's certain codes of ethics where you go, okay, this, these are, here are the rules, that kind of thing. Listen, I've been taking mystic kind of classes cause I loved it since I'm a little kid, like in high school. Right. Um, but I am not what you would say, like formally trained. This is definitely new news to me. <laughs> I mean, um, 
I didn't study in a spirit circle for years and years. A lot of mediums sit in spirit circles for seven years. I just got out and started doing it right away. That's um, awesome. As far as ethics go, I don't think I would ever deliver a message to anybody that's hurtful or harmful. Mm-hmm. And I always ask if you want to know, like I was getting a facial the other day and this girl is so sweet and loving. And um, she, I started to see her wedding and her husband and the mother-in-law. And I said, are you getting married? And she looked at me and she went, oh my God. She goes, I don't know. And I go, yeah, I think this is going to be the one. Oh, and, wow. And then I go down to buy my cosmetics that she recommended. And the girl at the counter was a Reiki healer, you know, and she's doing my makeup on my face. And she's like, let's send her a lot of love because we think she's getting, and I didn't say a word because that's personal to the yeah. girl I spoke to. Yeah. And, um, she said when I was checking out and I bought some products, she said, let's send a lot of love to so-and-so because we think she's getting engaged this weekend. And I said, yeah, I, I think she is getting engaged. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. I don't you know. saw it before she saw it. Yeah. No, I think she knew it was coming, but I think she was uncertain. Um, the thing of it is, is, you know, if you if you read a little bit about my bio, I, I honestly I can't explain it. You know, my sweet mentor that I love that I talk to says, It's your intuition, it's you, it's you. But I, I think it's kind of spirit. I think, you know, there's spirit that's helping me. You know, my mother's deceased, my sister's deceased, my father's deceased, a very good friend from my twenties is deceased. I think like it's a I think it's a um a choir of spirits that help mm. in this work. And I don't think this is my first time around being right. a healer or an animal intuitive. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely don't think so. I think this is ancient. <laughs> Do you talk to your family members all the time? No. Oh, you mean in spirit? Yeah, I talk to them. I mean, they don't, I don't, sometimes I get messages back, but sometimes I don't. I just tell them, hey, I need help here. You know? And, they, and they're like guides. They're like helpers, angels. Yeah. That's really cool. I, I one time communicated with my grandmother after she passed and, um, and I knew it was her because she started arguing with me through the, (laughs) through the medium. She started trying to tell me like how to raise my daughter and, and and she was doing it in a way that was like gentle suggestions. And I, and and I just had a funny moment through the medium. I said, you tell her I'm paying for this and I'm going to ask the questions. And we just had like a, we joked through the medium and it was like, it was awesome. Question. Was it helpful? What she said? Cause usually well, when they cross over, there's not a lot of ego attached to it anymore. They're more really trying to just really help. and be. Oh, it was totally helpful. Oh, good. I, I was not <laughs> in the moment. I wasn't ready for it, but then after I think I was subconsciously like, but after we hung up, I was like, she's totally right. Yeah. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was helpful. It was just funny how we, because I was trying to get a piece of information that was personal to her, and she was not sharing. And then she's like, "I'm gonna go ahead and like give you this other piece of information that will be helpful." And then we just kind of joked. It was, it was really funny. I wasn't expecting it at all. Like, I that was the first time I ever had done that, and I loved her. We were very, very close. So, um, so it was really sweet. Um, yeah, so, they don't leave you. They definitely don't leave you. Yeah, you know, I have her, I have a picture of her um, in my kitchen because she was, she loved to cook. She was an amazing cook. And so um, that's where she is. And I have, you know, it's funny when, when people die, you know, there's like a house full of stuff. And all I wanted was her, um, the stuff that she cooked with. Oh, yeah. The measuring cups and... Similar to me when my mom died, I have all my mom's cooking stuff. Yeah, because then you feel close. You feel like yeah, and then if if God forbid something breaks, I just I lose Um. it. (laughs) Well, I wanted to ask you: Have you ever saved an animal before? Like, did they communicate with you? Like, where something was wrong, where the owner couldn't tell, or maybe the vet couldn't tell, but you could see it? I definitely. You know, I've been able to help people go to their vets and say she said it's an intestinal like i had had an emergency phone call from a client we did a fast session for her 
she said, I want to send you a picture. I said, don't tell me anything. And I looked in his face and I said, something's going on with his intestines. He's not going to need surgery, but he's got like, it felt like irritable bowel syndrome. Mm -hmm. And she said he had um, defecated bloody stool. Oh, wow. That's what she told me after. And sure enough, you know, they sent her home with some painkillers and unfortunately an antibiotic. Um, in case he was getting an infection, but he's fine. She's just, I know she has to change his diet. It has to be a more high quality diet. Mm. Animals are just like us. You know, some of us can digest hamburgers all day from McDonald's and some Mm -hmm. of us cannot do that. Mm -hmm. So, um, it's all about, you know, being able to zero in and figure out what's going on with them. I recently, well, in the last five years, we go to this place in Ojai called the Ojai Valley Inn and Spa like for two or three days just to veg out poolside. And they had a bird, a beautiful cockatoo in a cage. His name was Casper and he spoke. And But I went up to the cage and he would just follow me around the cage. And, and I asked my friend, can you get me in that cage? And I've never handled a big bird. And there's footage of me. And he kept saying, I want you to squeeze me and hold me. And there's footage of me squeezing this big, you know, this big chunky bird. He's not alive anymore, unfortunately. The, wait, the bird was telling you to squeeze him? Yeah, he's like, I really want, I want you to cuddle me. And cuddle <gasps> oh my God. And so I went in the cage and I was squeezing this bird into my chest. Like I thought, is he going to bite me? He closed his eyes. He was so beautiful. He would just closed his eyes when I squeezed him. And my husband is on a golf cart. He's coming around the cage. He's like, oh, my God, Susan. (laughs) And then the other guests there, you know, I had a couple of drinks in me, so I'm not going to lie. I had two drinks. (laughs) Um, I think I was, I had champagne. And so I was a little bit less fearful of getting in the cage with this giant, you know, bird. And there were other birds in there, too. It wasn't And I'm squeezing this bird and I'm holding him. And I have all the video on that. It was just such a beautiful, there's so much love. And I felt like I was mesmerized. And these people are around the cage with their kids and they thought I was doing a show. And can I help him with his dog? And I said, I'm not a trainer. I'm, I'm, a, I'm kind of like a medium and psychic. And he's like, what's that? <laughs> Oh my God. That was a lot of fun. And, you know, I, I felt like I helped that bird so much because he, he was attacked by a raccoon. Somebody left the cage open, oh. but he imprinted on me. And they, and it's, what's sad is like, they sold a lot of his, you know, they, they made stuffed animals of him and he was like their featured pet. So it was just like a crazy accident that happened. And God, when that when I heard that that bird, I found it on Facebook because his original trainer posted all the pictures of him and her, mm. and um, it was a beautiful, you know, tribute to him. I I was in such rough shape for like three days. I was inconsolable because I think he imprinted on me, and the crying was so, like from such a depth inside of me that I. I felt like, oh my God, that was so heavy duty, you know, because he was so special. I was actually calling the trainer and I said, you know, he's kind of lonely. And do you think they'd give him to me? I, I have no experience with big birds, but I said, <laughs> I'd figure it out. You know, I would figure it out. Oh, wow. Do what you got to do. So I, I have to ask you, do you, I'm so curious about animals and their souls and, you know, do you believe that we reincarnate as, as well as they do? And I mean, I heard a story once that this is one belief that you start off as like a, like an insect and then you come back as a bigger animal and then you come back and then eventually you become a human. But do you believe that a dog could be a human and then go back to a dog? Okay. So I can only give you reference from what I've experienced with readings for people and I, I remember I read a woman she called me and I don't half the time people call me and I don't even know who referred them but I don't remember who referred them the people I really remember animals more than I remember people <laughs> I try but I remember animal names I keep calling this woman 
Linda, who's actually Eileen, but I never forgot her dog's name is Wilson. So <laughs> I don't know how that works. This woman came to me for a reading and she had a really young six month old German Shepherd and she had four other German Shepherds and this German Shepherd wasn't eating, was sick. And in my wisdom, I just referred her right to a homeopathic vet. I was, it was like four or five years ago and the vet didn't help him and the, the dog was blocking me. I couldn't figure out why and this doesn't happen. So oh, he blocked you from, from yeah. you communicating. Interesting. She didn't, she, I don't like when people want to send checks, but somehow she sent me a check, you know, to so just do everything on the computer. It's easy. Right. But I couldn't cash her check. I was looking at it because I just didn't feel right. And I was looking at her check and I was looking at her check and she, I'm going to meditation. She texted me and she said, can you communicate with animals that have crossed over? He had surgery. He was filled with cancer. So odd for such a puppy, a young puppy hmm. filled with cancer. So we, we uh, chose to euthanize. And I said, okay. And I said, well, give me a week. Cause I was so, when I first started this, I didn't know how to protect myself. And I was the amount of emotions that would come through my body when I was upset over an animal dying was right. intense. And I, I just needed a week to recoup from trying to help this dog and I couldn't help it. Wow. So still sitting on my counter and I'm like, I'm, I'm going to just mail back to her. So I said, give me a week and I'll get back to you. So I decided I'm going to clear all of this through meditation. It's going to, I'm going to get rid of all these feelings. And the minute I meditate, this dog pops into my third eye and I grab my book and I grab my pen and he starts to say things like, I wanted to be with my mommy again. Wow. Like a child. And he said, they told me that it was a very short visit, but I didn't think it would cause her this much pain, but I'd have to come back Aww. to wherever that soul was. So I said, okay, so I start reading it to this woman. And then in the very end, he said, tell her to take a photo in the backyard and I'm going to appear in the photo. I tell her this. And she says to me, what you don't know about me is my son passed away three years ago. And what we figured this dog was trying to communicate that it was her son visiting and the thing that she loves most, which were German shepherds. Her son used the soul of this German shepherd to come back. It was the craziest story. Wow. And I just rewrote this and I told her everything. She put connected the dots and then she said, I did take a picture. She sent it to me. I almost fell off my chair. It was an orb and it was a white German shepherd in the orb like this dog was, but totally healthy again and happy. And I sent it to four other people because I said, do you see anything in this orb? They said, yeah, it's a German Shepherd. And I was like, oh, my God. So um, wait, that, wait, wait, so, so basically the son passed away three years prior. He decided, puppy. he decided, oh, so she didn't have the dog yet. And it was, no, and so then and she the got the puppy. The son passed away in a lazy boy chair in New Jersey. In oh the middle of the night. Oh my God. Had, um, something happened to him where he took two medications. That <gasps> it was sudden. Him. It was unexpected. Yeah. Oh my God. And he so that cold. And I think he mixed like a over the counter cold medicine. Oh with no. Vicodin that he had for back problems. Oh no. An accident. Oh my God. So she gets a puppy and the son comes through with the puppy. That's what my writing said. Oh, wow. And she said to me on the phone, which is so interesting. She said, you know, I have four dogs. I lose dogs all the time, but this one is just killing me. This so, one. Wait, but so why would he decide to die? Because he thought, I'm confused. So, no, no, no. So, the, the puppy. The, the puppy. Because the son said to me in the writing, they told me it would be a short time, but I didn't think it would be this short. So she got the puppy at like three or four months old. And by six months old, it wasn't eating. It wasn't playing. It wasn't being. Oh, it was only, so they allowed, who, spirit allowed him to come through the puppy for like three months. Evidently. Oh my God. He was using, you know, and I know it sounds crazy and I wouldn't have believed it either. But when I read it to her, it made complete sense to her. Really? Oh my God. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So I, I didn't like she was connecting the dots that I was 
telling her. So my, my initial question to you was, could an animal come back as a human? So, so I guess the answer is yes. Like they can. Yeah. But I think maybe this might be a good time to do, to go into Max. Yes. Because I'm grabbing my phone to pull up this picture. Yeah, because don't tell me anything. Don't tell you anything. Okay, I won't tell you anything. Okay. Let's see what we got. And if if he's not coming through with the information you need, we could always ask him. Okay. Okay, so can you close your eyes? Yeah. And let's just do a little clearing. So your eyes close, crawl in, your feet on the ground. Imagine God's light coming from the center of the earth into the soles of your feet, into your ankles, and into your calves, and into your knees. Imagine this golden ball of white light, God's light, settling into your lower back, turning the color ruby red. And continue with this ball of energy up your spine and right above your tailbone. So you can open up your eyes and let me see. Wow. Maxi, and let's see what we get. So do you usually take them for a walk this time of day or like within the time period of maybe now in an hour? He's like, I'm waiting for my walk. <laughs> yeah, I take him either running or hiking. So what's the number three with him? Is it three years? Is he three years old? Or he's showing me the number three. That's my daughter's favorite number. Okay. Is there a three birthday coming up? Because I'm getting a birthday. Is it his birthday coming up? Because he's giving me a birthday cake. Really? Yeah. He's, sure. he's got a birthday coming up in September. Okay, so that's three months away. He said, you're going to plan a birthday party for him. He said, she's going to do a birthday party, and he, he's going to get a cake. That's what he told me. <laughs> he's waiting for this whole, like, thingamaroo that you're planning for him. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I'm, I get a mother figure in spirit. Um, this could be on your mother's side of the family, like a grandmother. Mm -hmm. um, did you say you were close to your grandmother? Yes. Okay, so it's your grandmother coming in. Yeah. And so your grandmother's in your house. Um, she plays with him. Probably when, you know, you're not there, she keeps him company. He's really happy. He said, I'm never alone. She's always here. Oh, wow. That's a really good sign. It kind of means that your grandmother is watching over you, blessing you. I feel that. Yeah. But before, when you were talking, I got a curly-haired lady. Did she have curly hair? She had curly uh, brownish black hair, yeah. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, she's got, she has my color hair. Max, he's like, she's got my color hair. I always get sexes wrong in animals, so don't mind me. It's just, I don't, I don't always say that they're, it's a boy or a girl because I, I don't feel sexes in spirit. I just feel energy. They do have the same color hair. Yeah, they have the same color hair. She said, yeah, it's like my hair. Curly like my hair. So. <laughs> He says he likes his back rubs when you give him a massage along his spine. Yes. He really likes that. It really helps me. Aww. And he says, I still like to run, but he still has a little, like, a little arthritis in his back now. Okay. He really does like to run. I always find that a little good quality fish oil or a moisture diet can give him some moist food that will help him because it's just okay. like duplicating the joints okay um and he's he's like keep me away from the vet i don't need the vet he said I'm, I'm i heal myself you don't have to worry about me don't take me to the vet i don't like going so he does he put up resistance when you start when he's in the vet oh yeah he's really nervous yeah so my dog loves the vet she gives him treats so I would definitely try to find Carla a holistic vet for him. Okay. Because he's really, really, really sensitive. Okay. Not like one of these little stoic dogs. He goes, oh, no, I feel everything. Do you have crystals in your house? Yes. He said, I love sitting by them. But he said, tell her every once in a while, stick them in the sunlight. Because he goes, they're, they're kind of active. <laughs> I don't even, I work with crystals. I use them, you know, but I don't. I just like the energy from them. So I don't usually activate them, but he said you put intentions in them or mm -hmm. your thoughts are in them. So be careful what you wish for. Okay. Make sure you put all, all positive stuff in there. And do you have a sister? I have a daughter. Your daughter, but she's more like a sister, he said. You look alike? Yeah, and she's 18. Okay, so she's more like a sister because you look like a kid too. <laughs> 
So he's telling me that you guys are, oh, he's saying that you guys were sisters in a past life. So I think that's why that you kind of get entangled sometimes with her, but it's all good. He said, yeah, you know how to make it work. Yes. And he said, you're not going to be lonely much longer because you'll be so busy. So he said, the more the merrier. He likes people. Mm -hmm. he, he does like to be around people. He loves my neighbor. Oh, good. Okay, there you go. Well, that's what he's saying. He goes, I love people. The more, the merrier. Is there a Lynn or, or an L name, a Laura, that is close to you that he sees? Uh, yeah, I have two Lens in my life, actually. Okay. But, but Kate is the neighbor that he loves. It's not the neighbor. He's mentioning a Lynn or a Lori, but I think more Lynn. Okay, yeah, I have two Lens. And do they see him? One... Uh, I haven't seen one in a while. Is he saying he misses her? Yeah. Oh, he's got nice energy. So, you know, maybe, maybe spirit is telling me to have you call her because she might need to hear your voice. Okay. Maybe that could be it. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. He says he's got a girlfriend. Um, there's another dog, a female that he likes a lot. It's his best friend. And who would that be? Um, does it begin with an S name? Or is the mom an S? There's an S name. I don't know. Okay. It's <laughs> a girlfriend. <laughs> is there anybody in your building? That, it's probably uh, my neighbor, Kate. That's what I'm mom? telling. No, it's probably the human. Oh. Is her last name begin with an S? I don't even know her last name, but he stands at the window when she comes out and he goes, until I let him out to see her. Oh, that's his girlfriend. <laughs> Aww. he said that you've really put time into him and effort um, and he appreciates the rescue effort mm -hmm. um, he said he wasn't in such great shape when you got him no he said he, he was underweight and he didn't feel so good mm -hmm. and he said that you provided like really good quality food and water and he's so grateful to you Aww. For um, taking him in. Um, and he shows me a move. I don't know if you're going to move, but he's showing me a move and it's going to be very, very good for you. Really? Mm -hmm. Like to a bigger place? Like good in what way? It's going to be a different location. Like I think it's going to be another, it's going to be Los Angeles, but it'll be another little town in Los Angeles. And I think that'll be really good for you. Were you thinking about that? That comes up. Mm -hmm. We can talk about that too. <laughs> All right. Do you, do you, have you thought about using CBD oil to sleep? Are you getting enough sleep? No, I have this feeling that I'm going places in my sleep and, um, I, and I, I get a full, like even when it's like eight hours of sleep, I'll wake up and I feel like I've been somewhere else. And like, I'll have bags under my eyes. You don't have, or you do? No, I will. Like, some days I'll have bags <laughs> under my eyes, and it makes no sense because I was asleep for eight hours or, you know. I think that you might need a non-THC, a non-psychoactive CBD oil to go into REM because I definitely feel like you're picking up things that are out there. Yeah. There's two things that I would do is make sure that before you go to bed, you know, see the four angels at your bed protecting you mm -hmm. um, and getting you into a REM state of sleep. So when you wake up, you're ready to go mm -hmm. and getting like a non THC, non psychoactive CBD oil. Cause it, it will calm you. Okay. Without giving you that drug druggy effect. Okay. Yeah. That'll help you a lot. And he said, I protect her at night. No, I know. I, that's one of the things I really wanted to ask you is he is a hundred percent in protective mode all the time. And when I sleep and it's so funny because he's always protecting the house. Even when he goes to like a doggy daycare, he's protecting, he circles the, the parameter of the room for the dogs. Like what is this protection thing he's doing? He likes it. I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to undo this in him. This is oh, no. Yeah, he feels like he's working all the time. It's he's like so cute. Is he like part 
what, what do you know what he is? Did you he's, ever? Yeah, he's a uh, Schnauzer poodle. I love Schnauzers. Oh my goodness. Oh, I have a real big, my whole family has a really big affinity for Schnauzers. We don't, I don't have a Schnauzer, but my brother always had Schnauzers. My nephew had Schnauzers. It's a thing. Yeah, Schnauzers are pretty special. He's really cute. He almost looks like the Toto dog, his coloring. Yeah. So I wasn't sure. He's like, oh no, they're like inferior to me. His growl, like he does a growl. He still goes into my room to protect me, but every single night he growls at me when I say, come on, let's go. And uh, he's a very much a back talker and a growler. And I wanted to see what he had to say about that. <laughs> he said, when you go to bed, sometimes he's not ready to go to bed. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, I guess so. He's like, I, and I think he wants a treat before he goes to bed. Do you give him something after? Like, no, I haven't. Bed? No. Give him some a little treat or food or something or an egg yolk, a good pastured organic egg yolk, not the white. Okay. Or, you know, so a little bit of organic raw butter with maybe a little vitamin, a doggy vitamin. Okay. He needs something before he goes to bed. He, he's showing me like his blood sugar drops in the night and you need to give him something before bedtime. Okay. Is there anything else? Then my daughter wanted to know if he goes into other dimensions. Well, Every soul, including him, is in a bunch of different dimensions at the same time. While we're having this conversation, I'm somewhere else and you're somewhere else. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you have a record player, like, that, you know, that you put the needle on? No. Well, were you playing music and you're not playing music now? He says he likes when you play music. Okay. <laughs> so play more music, maybe dance around. It brings the energy up to the house. Okay but I feel like you might be moving. So you'll have to let me know. Okay. Okay. Well, cause I know, are you still doing real estate? Yes. <laughs> Only <laughs> people that I'd like. <laughs> Only people that you like. Well, yeah. I am so grateful and I love talking to you. I could talk to you for hours and hours and I appreciate you doing the oh, reading with Maxie fascinating gift that you have and thank you for sharing it with the world and thank oh, you for sharing welcome. thank you for doing this all right well thank you and i'll i'll see you soon you will all right take care bye. bye so just to give you guys an update i after this interview was recorded i ended up calling my friend len and i wouldn't say that we had an estranged friendship before but we took a break as sometimes you take breaks with friends and it was really nice we had a great hike so who knew that your dog could bring you know friendships back and i do have to say i feel a little bit closer to my dog now that you know someone read his thoughts we are going to have a birthday party for max and we already have ordered the cake so that's happening he's a smart little guy and part of me kind of feels like he took advantage of the situation like oh since we're communicating my birthday's coming up and i'd like a cake please like a proper birthday party if you will and he's getting it so lynn's gonna be there the other lynn's gonna be there i mean it's a definite party happening be good to your animals maybe give them a little snack before bed that's what i learned all right nice chatting talk to you guys soon mm -hmm.